children of the world, parents of the world, this is for you. I'm Rowena. And I'm April. We are best friends and moms to five young athletes and sisters to Olympic champions. We have a mission to inspire our kids and your kids through the stories of champions. Who am I? I'm a champion. Who am I? I'm a champion. Who am I? I'm a champion. We've been so excited to uh, take a, another direction in our podcast. In addition to what we're sharing with you, we've had so many of our listeners reach out and say, we want to hear from the parents. And so today we're so honored to have Michaela Skinner's mother. Now, if you'll remember, Michaela Skinner is the darling of the Tokyo Olympics. She's a silver medalist gymnastics. If you haven't listened to her story yet, you have to go back and listen. It is a story of grit and persistence and never giving up. And it is quite a wild ride. Uh, But today we're going to be talking to Kim, her mom. She's a mother of four. Michaela's the youngest, I believe. And I am, for one, so curious to find out how this all played out and learn some tips for ourselves. Thank you, Kim. Kim, we would just love to hear how even got Michaela into gymnastics. Was this something that you kind of um, had dreamed up also, or were you just, did it just kind of end up happening, just unfolding? Okay. So the story is my two other girls did gymnastics and I had a son also that was older and he started, he did gymnastics too. And we're in California, but just for a short period of time. But when we moved to Arizona, um, I decided just to put the two girls in. And then Jeremy started doing baseball and football and different sports. But my husband traveled nonstop the whole time I raised the children. And he was gone weekly, pretty much, sometimes a month at a time. So I was pretty much taking the kids around to all their events. And so um, I was older when I had Michaela. And she would be in the stroller when I took the other girls. And we just, that's what we did. We went to gym and... I just decided that I didn't want to be going several different places because they had a dance studio there too. And Chelsea did dance, her older sister and Katie, they both did dance and gym. And so when Michaela got old enough, I finally just put her in gymnastics and she didn't really have a choice because I just couldn't physically or mentally do any more than just take them all to the same thing, even though some of their times were different, but Michaela didn't really have a choice. So we just did gymnastics. And in the very beginning, she didn't even really want to do it. She kept wanting to play with her friends and so forth. So um, there's more story behind that, too. What age was this? Yeah, what age was she? Okay, so I put her in at five. And she was in a gym with my friends. It was called Olympic Gymnastics in in Arizona. And I wasn't going to put her in, but they just, they begged me, oh, we just think she, you know, she just hopping all around and you know, the other girls have talent. Let, you know, I think she's going to have some talent. So let's put her in. So we did. And they just kept saying she really has some talent, but I just wanted her this, they had stopped doing their more competitive program and they made a gym that was more, you know, lower level. And so I just wanted her to be there because she didn't really want to do it. And so then a year later we moved to Utah and they warned me, be careful where you take her because they may go crazy with her. Well, that's what happened. So we were in Olympic gymnastics, let's see, Olympus gymnastics in Sandy, Utah. And she was in a program with like, I bet five or seven girls with Tanya. And they did um, this little fast paced program. 
for excelled kids. And she was going at age six, 24 hours a week to gym. And she, it was really kind of hard on her because she wanted to just not do that much gym, but she got really good and started getting really good there. And I remember Tanya saying to me at one point, we moved back two years later, but she said, I just really believe this girl's going to be an Olympian. And I just laughed. I'm like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So they saw <laughs> something in her, right? You know? So, cause she was so little, I'm like, Anyway, so then we moved back to Arizona and I took her out of gym because she told me she wanted to do it anymore. She wanted to play. And I was an older parent and I thought, why should I make a child go through this much if they just, it's too much. So for eight months, I took her out of gym. And then several times I had this feeling come to me that I was to put her back in gym in my head, like this prompting thing. It was weird. I can't even explain it. And it happened several times. And Finally, I took her back to that gym that we came from and put her back in, but she didn't do very much gym again. So did she fight? Did she fight you to put her back into gym after Um, that point? She was okay because I told her we're just going to do it low key again. And so since she didn't have to do 20 some hours of gym a week, she was okay with it. It was more Mm. fun. But then she kind of fast paced her a little bit too, because she, they just knew she had a lot of talent, but when she, we'd been there for, two or three years, she was level eight. And when we went to regionals, Tanya's group from Utah was there. And that little group had excelled. And Michaela, I knew she could be better. She went to a lot of gym and had better, you know, the better coaching. But I knew that she didn't want to do it. But Tanya pulled me aside and said, Kim, seriously, you need to get her to a better gym. And they said it too. Like we, we can't take her. We're not doing gym at that level anymore. So you need to take her to Desert Lights. So we did. And then she was there for about, see, and when they look at her scores, like Lisa looked at her scores, they're like, they they didn't see that this, you know, when you look at it on paper, McKenna didn't do that well because she wasn't going to gym much. And they got her in the gym. And within two weeks, Lisa came to me and said, oh my gosh, this kid's got incredible air sense. They were pulling skills out of her. And she said, we need to put her in the elite program. And then she says, and we're going to do, we're going to bump her to level nine because you can go the next level. We're going to do one level nine meet and then do level 10. And then we're going to try to get her into the elite so she can experience that route, you know, and she won state meet and several events, if not all of them. And then she went to nationals and she was vault national vault champion in the JO program. And then she went, they, we came back from that and a month later they took her to Pennsylvania and she did a junior qualified to try to become what well, what qualified she didn't make the junior team there but she had to qualify with a score to make junior elite and she qualified on her first meet and it just went from there and most of the kids that do it all these olympian kids that you see they they had to go to many of those qualifier meets before they got in for some reason Michaela got in that first one and it was nice for us because it wasn't as expensive, but anyway, but yeah. So anyway, and then the next year she made the national team. So it just kind of imploded, but they knew they had to get her in camps because she was older. She was 12. They had to work fast because otherwise, if you don't make it as a junior elite, it's hard to make senior mm-hmm. when you're 16. It's just harder. Yeah. Come in as the junior level and you keep going, then it's better. Sorry, that was long, but there was a little story to it. 
Anyway. No, fantastic. Yeah. Super interesting. It's uh, it's interesting to hear her her story and hear kind of you explain it. And I think like one of the biggest questions from hearing it all, like from a mom, is you know, and I know so many other mothers listening to this that have their kids in sports is how do you find that balance between um, when you when your kid kind of doesn't want to keep going, but you also know that they do, you know, it's like you want to push them, but you also want to really acknowledge their feelings and they want to be with their friends. Cause she told us that she had a lot of times when she would really not like it, but it was like something in her where she like knew she wanted to go for it and go for the Olympics. But it seemed like there had to have been a pretty good, you and her had a, a, such a good relationship where she could like be honest with you, but also. So like, I guess my question is how as a mom, are you able to balance that, like pushing them, but not, but also listening to them? <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with one thing. I worked at the gym and I worked in the office and I also ran, I was in charge of our big fiesta bowl that we put on. So I've worked with a lot of the parents and so forth. But one key factor I'm going to say is so many parents, and I saw it over and over again in our gym and other sports and my other kids were in my son and everything. Parents want it, they're, they live through their children and they want it for them, even though they want it for their child. And we hear this over and over again. And I would see parents, you know, scolding their kids when they got in the car as they were leaving. You know, they just put pressure. You can't imagine the, pr the pressure is so intense when you get into this level. You don't need as a parent to put any more pressure on. And so I was, my dad did that to me. I was a swimmer. And I could have probably got, gotten somewhere, but because he did those types of things to me, I just quit one day, said, I'm not doing this anymore. Because the mm. pressure from the parent, it's, you know, I don't know. I just said to myself, when I get married, I'm never doing that to my children. And my children can all tell you, I never did that to them. I always supported them. And I had to, I had to get after Michaela many times because there were days we had to literally get her and pick her up and put her in the car because she didn't want to go. But that happens with all athletes. They do. There's days they want to kick it and screaming and <laughs> I'm not going, you know, but then they get there and they're fine. But if that happens over and over again, then it's too much. You know what I mean? But there's days they just don't want to go. There's days you're dealing with it. But I think the key factor to me was letting her do her thing, supporting her, never getting mad at her when she didn't win in a meet or when the, you know, she had many times where she was cheated. We didn't, you know, we, we would talk about it and I gave her a week or a few days to get over it and move on. That's another key factor. You got to move on. And the pressure was on. In fact, as a family, we couldn't even go on vacations. The most we ever got for a week was a weekend, two days. We couldn't even have a three day weekend. She'd have to be there one of those three days. And so it, it was a pretty, pretty huge, huge, huge commitment. And so there, I remember once when she was older, she wanted to go to a concert and I decided I was going to let her do it. And then Lisa came in my office and yelled at me and I, she went, she was gone, but she said, don't you ever do that? <laughs> and I said, she needs to just have a moment. This is not going to kill her. But anyway, so she did do that. Mm -hmm. And maybe one other time she rebelled and she wanted to go somewhere with her boyfriend and they we were up there with them for the weekend and I had to, we just went and I knew Lisa was going to be mad and we just wrote her and said, we went. I don't know. It wasn't good, but anyway, but it was like, she just needed a break. And there were, there's a couple times I just let her do it, but most of the time, no. 
And she just had to have that commitment mm-hmm. from us. You cannot go on a five-day vacation. You can't go on a 10-day vacation. You can't, you know, and she was in there working on the holidays. Like if it was Memorial weekend, she'd be in there on Monday. And Lisa too, it was a commitment for her, her coach, all the coaches, but Lisa on those times would be there as her coach, you know, and she didn't make some of the other ones come in, but she would be there because they just, you just have to, to get where you need to be. So it's when you get to a higher level of commitment, there's just pretty much, no, you just got to keep going. And I always told Mikhail, there was times she wanted mm-hmm. to quit, but it's like, you made the commitment and you have to carry through with the commitment. And that's another thing I tell the people when they came in to sign their kids up for gymnastics or when they would say, oh, my daughter wants to quit and go do this. And anyway, and they'd say, well, how did you keep her in? And I'm like, well, you can't let them quit every, every other minute, you know? So you just have to be committed, mm-hmm. totally committed to a program. And I know when they're little, sometimes we want to, you know, oh, I want them to try this or I want them to try that. But you almost can't do that if you want the end result. You know, you've got to, Mm -hmm. these sports now, you have to do it early. You have to commit early when they're young. Did you feel like you, okay, so when we were listening to her, she had, she has such a solid mindset. So, so solid. Like, you know, we talked to a lot of athletes and they've either gone through something or they've worked with somebody for that. She just has such a solid mindset. Like it, it's almost like was black and white to her. Like she didn't even really have to think about, Oh, am I worried? I'm at this big competition. You know, of course you're nervous, but like, where did she get that mindset? Is that something you helped her with or that's just her? I'm I, I really don't know exactly. I'm sure we are part of it, but I also told her, when we were, when she was first starting, Nastia Lucan would go off and she'd have headphones on and she would never look at the athletes competing. And I'd always say, you know, she's extremely successful. You need to watch what she's doing. And she, Michaela's like that. She just gets in the zone and she never, you know, watches pretty much doesn't watch the other athletes. A lot of good athletes will do that. They don't, they aren't looking because if they fall, it gets in your head, you know, and they might hear the person fell or something happened. But I, I can think of an instance where when she was in college and we were against UCLA and it was at Poly Pavilion in UCLA, in California. And we the meet was neck and neck. And Michaela had to go up on beam. We were probably going to win the meet for the first time ever for a long time in Poly Pavilion. And, but it was close. And so Michaela goes to get up on the beam and the girl before her on floor, I can't remember who it was, got a 10. And the crowd goes wild when someone gets a 10. And so Michaela has to get up there on that beam with everybody clapping and cheering loudly. It was real. I was there. It was loud for the other girl. And Michaela gets up there, gets in the zone, does what she needs to do. And we won the meet. And so it's like, she just has the ability to zone in and do it. But you know what? I think it took practice. I think there are probably times as she was younger that, you know, she wasn't completely zoned in and, you know, she messed up. And I remember in that year that she was doing level 10, she was winning regionals and she had floor last. She had won the vault and she had floor last and she was going to win. I mean, you could see by the scores and I was sitting with Chelsea and a friend of hers and her Chelsea's her older sister. And the girl says, Oh, Michaela's got this. And I said, Oh no, no, no. You don't really understand. You know, this year has been very difficult and they've done a lot of hard things with her and She's just not there yet anyway. And she fell on her head in the meet and she got up and kept going and she should have had like over way over a nine somewhere. And she got a seven 
But because she had done so well in the rest of it, they take the top seven to nationals and she placed seventh in a tie. But because she won vault and got the higher score, she was the one that got chosen on the tie and she went to nationals and she was national vault champion. But because she wasn't in the zone, I don't think, because she was so little, this was happening so fast and she was not sure of herself. See, that's another thing. You got to get sure. You got to be really confident, sure of yourself. Confidence. It, it takes confidence. And just after watching Michaela Schifron and what just happened to her in the Olympics, I don't know if you knew what happened to her, but yeah, when she fell apart and lost, you know, she, and, and I listened to her second interview and she's like, I'm questioning myself the last 15 years. And I'm like, Michaela and I are like, you can't question yourself. You know, like she, you know, but she'd never had the disappointment before, but see, Michaela had a lot of disappointment. So she could, she knew what it took to get there. And you, you, when something goes bad, you guys got to go back out there and kick it, let it go. And that's what I taught her. I taught her, let it go. I taught my kids, let it go, let it go, move on. And it's horrible disappointment. Michaela's had so many. And I think maybe that's what's molded her into the person she is because there was so much disappointment. These other athletes, they go out there, you know, they have disappointments, but so, so much of it goes so well. Jade Carey's a good one with that. She, everything's just gone really, really well for her. And so it's the disappointments upon disappointments, I believe that helped Michaela rise to the person that she is. And it molded her into an amazing person. I believe you. I agree with you. Yeah. I think that's the most amazing part of her story. Just how did she keep her chin up through all of that. Let's talk about some of the disappointments and, and maybe you can, cause when you said earlier, you know, you don't know where she got the mindset from as I'm listening to you, I'm like, Oh, it was you. taught her. And yeah. so I'm sure as we chat, there'll be some, some really amazing um, tips that, that our parent listeners can, can hear. Like I think, you probably there's probably more disappointments that Michaela didn't talk about in her chat with us but one that I can think of is when she it was the it was the first Olympic team that she missed where they took it remind me the details it was a 2012 they didn't take her for yeah that was for Olympic trials because Marta had said if you pay place top three in an event, you'll go automatically to trials or if you are in the top 15. Well, she was 15 and she placed third on vault, but Marty did not take her. So she did not go with what she said. She ended up putting Nastia Lukin in. Nastia did two events and she qualified on a two event score. But then as you know, in trials, well, you probably, maybe you don't know, but she messed up and fell on bars three times. And so anyway, it, we knew Michaela wouldn't make the team that year. It was too, and she had been hurt and she, her, she probably would have placed the first day she was in 10th, but this, her body just wasn't really holding up. But by the time we would, would have got to trial, she would have been okay. But anyway, so we knew she wouldn't make it, but it would have been a great experience for her, you know, but then the next time maybe that she was talking about, would have that been the Olympics when they didn't, when she became mm -hmm. alternate? Yeah. When yeah. she was yeah. alternate. Yeah. yeah, yeah Rio, so then that right? was the next Olympics. 2016 mm -hmm. and she yeah that that was an interesting story um yeah 
how do, I mean, we know there's a lot of intrigue in gymnastics and it's not quite like swimming where, yeah. you know, the fastest people go, the right. best people go. And there's, a, and we have a lot of our audience who are in judge sports like gymnastics where yeah. it's not fair um, right. and very clearly not fair all the time. And even, so how did you help her get through all the times that weren't, that were just outright not fair? Was it, was it the advice of be disappointed for a week, then let it go? Or were there other tricks yeah, and tips much. as a mom pretty that much. you, um, yeah. Yeah. That okay. was very disappointing for all of us. I mean, and we all have to do the same thing I had to do. And so did my husband, we all had to sit back and say, okay, yeah. this stinks. Um, it's horrible. And, and you just want to throw the town and why are we doing this? Because it's like, it comes to a point where she was cheated so many times and in college. And it's like, you're just like, is this worth it? I mean, because how do you, how do you rise above the cheating? How mm -hmm. do you rise above things that are out of your control? You know, I, I don't know, but I'm just like, for some reason, we just felt like this is, you know, this is what you're supposed to do and mm -hmm. you just need to keep plugging away. And a lot of it has to do with her faith too. Mm -hmm. uh, she um, knew that this is something that she was supposed to do. And I always would tell her, you need to go pray about it when things would go bad. And she'd always come back and say, yep, I'm supposed to keep doing it. So, mm -hmm. and so we all would do that. And so I think that a lot of it had to do with faith and that this was what you were supposed to do. And, and she has been such a shining example, I think to many, many girls and women and I just feel like her light shines so brightly. She's a sweet girl. I know there's been a lot of weird stuff happened to her where, you know, things got taken out of context and they made her look bad and this, that, and the other. But when you get to know Michaela, you realize she is very, very sweet and a very nice person. And those things just aren't true. And with social media, people just believe it because someone says, it. you know, they don't know the person. And mm -hmm. so I, I really believe that you know, that's really come out now where people really realize who she is and that she has been through a lot and a lot of adversity and she's risen above that and gave it her all. And boy, when she, then when we had that big watch party for her, when she was trying to qualify and she didn't qualify for anything. And, and we kind of believe some of the scores were a little, maybe she didn't quite get the scores she should have. And one of her coaches was sitting next to me and we felt like that, but it, it, it is what it is. Here we go again, you know, but anyway, but we all had a lot of our family stuff for several times before all this had fasted and prayed for her. And we all felt like she was going to be in the Olympics and that she was going to medal. And it was weird. I can't even explain it to you. The last Olympics, I had this feeling she wasn't going to make it. Something was going to happen and she wasn't going to make it. Never told her, but I have a lot of, just like that day when I was in my head was said, go put her back in gymnastics. Same type of thing in my head. Like, kind of told me, you know, prepared me. I don't know. Anyway. And so mm -hmm. this time we all felt it. I, I can't even tell you how many people did. And then that happened. And I'm like, what? I just don't get it. What is going on? My mind is just can't even take it. Anyway. Well, that night we left at two mm -hmm. o'clock at this place and she calls us and some of her, a couple of her best friends were standing there with us and her sister and husband and kids. And Michaela calls us just bawling oh my gosh, I just can't believe this. I can't do this anymore. You know, like she just, oh, it was, it was really, really hard. And we were all crying and we were all tired. It was the middle of the night. And anyway, so then mm -hmm. we got her a little bit through that. Then I got home and she kept calling me the entire rest of my night that I was supposed to be sleeping. And I just had to 
keep her going. And I think she just kind of finally decided, you know, I guess I'm done. So I'll just go ahead and come home. But, you know, when you can be an alternate for, you know, she was the alternate if one of our girls couldn't go in. You know, if you're not like her other events, she wasn't. So far, I think one of them, she was somewhat close. But when you're that one that can go in, if something goes wrong with your teammate, you don't go home. I was like, I wrote her coach. She's like, what are you guys doing? And she's like, well, Michaela gave a good interview after, and she's all upbeat now and happy, and she's getting through it. And I said, okay. But I said, you never know. I mean, Marta would have never let you go. Well, with safe sport, we have to let them make their own choice. And I said, okay, well, I, I guess you guys make the choice. And I tried to be nice, but I just didn't get it. And then look what happened. You can't yeah. do gymnastics. There would already be several people get hurt. I'm like, what are you thinking? I didn't get it. Luckily, she was still there. <laughs> right? And she said to us, she says, I can't compete because my body shut down and I'm done forever with gymnastics. My body said, my mind said, I am done. I can't do it. And my body hurts. And I just, I, I don't think I can do it. So then here I go again. I'm like, oh, yes, you can. I said, and Chelsea says, she says, well, maybe it'll be good. Your body's rested. So just get back there and practice. And I said, take one day at a time. You know this stuff. It'll come back. And so she did. And it all came back. And look what happened. She just had lost, you know, she lost her confidence for a minute. But you can't lose your confidence behind the, in front of the public. <laughs> behind the scenes a little bit with your family or your parents. But, you know, it's like when you're like, Michaela's really good at going out there and, and dealing with it and acting like she's fine. But underneath, she's not fine. But she, then she was fine again. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what you have to do. You can't go out there and just show everybody, oh, my gosh, I didn't do this. And I don't know. It, it's thank goodness she has that ability. And I don't know where that totally comes from. But I guess I just tried to instill in her, you know, when you're in the public, you're every, you know, you just, you can talk a little bit about the disappointment, but you, you have to be strong and you have to just put a smile on your face, you know, and it's, it'll all be okay. So I don't know, but it was interesting that that whole thing was so interesting. I can't even explain it. I am so glad that you brought it up because now thinking back to when we were talking with Michaela, I, we didn't dig in deep to that part, but I didn't, you think April the whole time she was saying, I I was like, what, what do you mean you were going to fly home? You're still an alternate. Like what? I know. (laughs) Luckily she, I mean, it sounds like like most of the athletes that we interview, truthfully, they have the most incredible support team, which is one or both parents. It sounds like you've got a whole family yes, that are family. there lifting her up. And it's, um, I think there's so much talent in the world. There are so many people that could live their potential, but you can't do it alone. And we're no. hearing this over and over again. I just love hearing yeah, you the backstory of all of this. Well, guess yeah. what? Michaela would have went home. I mean, and then she... <laughs> She would have, you Can know, you imagine? I don't even know, but I think that, and she was really down, you know, her demeanor was just so down. And I'm like, uh, you've got to go out there and you just got to be happy and support your teammates. Oh, I know I will. I do. And I support them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I'm just like, yeah, it's just, you just got to, once again, this, you're going to have to let go quicker. You don't have a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> This one's got to go faster, but it's because she knew how to do that. She could do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I gave her time before a week, sometimes even two weeks, but you know, it's like this time now, because you learned how to do that, you know how to do it in an instant. Mm-hmm. You can just get yourself up and just 
move forward because you have to. And just think if she would have um, gave up after the 2016 Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that was a horrible devastation. And what there's this whole story behind that that's awful. But anyway, I'm just like... Can you tell it? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, but there's even more I can't tell. But when Steve Penny finally goes on trial, yeah. it'll come out. But... Um, but the thing is, is Michaela, they, the selection committee chose Michaela and including Marta, but they decided Steve Penny came in the room and said, we're taking um, Gabby because of, you know, she was sponsored by the tour, which makes sense. She was sponsored and they had the Barbie doll coming out of her the next day. And so, I mean, it, it's almost like he had to take her and she was good on bars and they needed her on bars. So it all makes sense the way they select, you know, it all makes sense. But also because Allie Raisman had been coming in second place, they take the top two at trials and then they select because then they had five on the team. So they select the next three and the top two scores automatically make it. But they were hoping Allie Raisman would make it and Lori Hernandez made it. So then they got Lori in there and they did, they needed, they wanted to take Allie. So then they couldn't bump. So it just made Michaela get bumped down. And if if Lori wouldn't have made second place, there's a possibility Michaela would have been on there and Gabby. And maybe Lori would have been bumped. I don't know. You just don't know how they're thinking or what they're doing. But it's it's weird. And it's it just seems so unfair. See, now the guy's doing it rank order, which is probably really how it should go. But but even with that said, like he thought Michaela, when you put the numbers on the paper, Michaela should have went on the team this time. Because the numbers, when you put them together, she was the one that should have went. But he didn't. He we always won by such a great margin with Simone that he didn't think it, he could just go rank order and it didn't matter. And that makes everybody happier, right? But then look what happened. Look what happened. That the Simone went out and couldn't do it. So you can't bank on all that. And so I guess USA Gymnastics, when they put that option in there where they could select based on what, you know, top two go and then whatever they needed that they felt to put up the best team by numbers, which makes sense, you know, I don't But know. isn't it, isn't it so interesting how as parents, we want to protect our kids all the time. Like we, yes. it's like this instinct to protect them, but really the way that they're going to do the best and grow the most is to go through those hardships. And so it's really is like good to let them have those hardships. It sounds like you've done a really good job with that, just helping her push through that and showing her that that's made her who she's become. And it's like, you don't want the adversity, but you almost do, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, adversity makes you a better person. Mm-hmm. By all the trials you go through, the be- you become the best mold, best mold of the person you can become. So the person that has the most adversity usually ends up pretty well off. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. People that don't go through a lot, they just slide through life. And then when something happens, they can't deal with it. So, And it was funny because when we were in her junior year, the last time she competed in uh, the Huntsman Center, I turned to Chelsea because we were together and I said, I think this might be the last time she competes here and she's not going to have her senior year because she already knew she was thinking about, you know, maybe doing the comeback. And I said, yeah, I don't know. And she said, I don't know. And I said, I don't know, but I think she probably will do it, even though it doesn't seem like she will, <laughs> you know, and she, and she ended up doing it. So, and I was right, even though I didn't really know, I just had this feeling she was going to do it. And I kind of think that Jonas and his family, her husband and the family, 
kept saying things to her that I kind of think they had the little edge on her about her comeback because they kept saying, what if, what if you don't do it? What if? And they, I think the mom and Jonas, they kept saying those things to her. And I didn't do that so much, but I kind of think there was something with that, that kind of pushed her. You have some insane intuition, some insane uh-huh. mama intuition. Yeah. yeah. 100%. She, it pushed her to prove them wrong, right? And then uh-huh. to have her mom, who's been by her side forever, believe in her, believe yeah. that she could do it, something that no one else had actually done. Right. I mean, no one else has done that. It's. I mean, all of it's just so beautiful and telling and we're learning every day from this. Well, yeah. It's like, it was weird because when she came out of college and you've done 11 straight meets, then you've gone to regionals or wait, is it regionals and then nationals. And then in a month, she's back in the gym back here in Arizona and she's going at it and she has to make the national team and then the world team. And you've got just a few months and who can do that after you've not been doing those skills. She did do the double, double and she did the double, double on fall. And she did the double, double and some of her skills on floor. And so she was keeping up with some of the skills so, you know, she had the muscle memory and everything, but to do what she had to do in those few weeks, I don't know how she did it. And then when we get to national, she makes the national team. And then I'm sitting with her two coaches and they're like, well, they want her to go to worlds. They want her to go to selection camp. And Lisa's like, I don't want to do it because our goal is to go to the Olympics. And I just don't, I just, I just don't know that she'll be ready for that. And I don't know, but anyway, they ended up convincing her and pushing her and the, you know, Mar- or not Marta, I guess the national team, Tom Forrester and them, they wanted her to try to do it because she was doing good and she should do it. But Mikhail's like, I don't know. That's just a lot, you know, but then she does it. She goes in there and makes the, the world team. I mean, who could do that? I was like, how do you do that in that few months, you know, few weeks? A lot of kids, <laughs> when they come back, it takes them a year. Like Allie Raisman and, and Gabby, I think we're doing it for a year or two, a full wow. year or two before they really... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know how that all happened. That was crazy. But anyway, she's determined, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She's a competitor. That's the thing about Michaela. She doesn't always like practicing, which I think happens to a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. Your kids probably too athletes. Mm -hmm. Don't they get tired of the practice, but all the time they get out the the competing. Then it just, she's just a competitor. She just turns into, I don't know. You see this, like my son always said, because he's 14 years older. He's like, I just see her as little Michaela. And then she goes out there, you know, use this little bubbly girl. And then she goes out there and gets in this, this mode, you know, this competition mode. It's a whole different person. He's like, where's that come from? I said, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Wait, were your other kids, um, competitors like that? Your, your two daughters did gymnastics, Chelsea. right? Chelsea. And- well, yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea's interesting. Cause Chelsea's like, she's a real competitor, but she wants to know about the competition. Like when she did her sports, like competitive cheer and stuff. She was looking at the other teams and she wanted to know where they were at. And, you know, and Michaela doesn't want to know anything about anybody. Don't tell me what they place. Don't tell me where they're at. Don't even tell me anything that's going on with them. She doesn't function the same way. None of us can get it because I was an athlete and I was very determined. Chelsea is very determined. And we look at Michaela and she doesn't seem determined. She seems determined when she competes, but not normal determination like we all had. Amazing. Was there ever any um, issues with the siblings? Um, Like, I don't want to say jealousy, but was it ever hard for the other siblings seeing Michaela rise? Yeah, there's jealousy. I think, and I don't think it's a mean jealousy, but I think, 
you know, they've made comments yeah. here and there. Um, but, you know, Chelsea's the one that always wanted to go to the Olympics. And Michaela never did. Mm. And so, and when she'd see her, you know, seem like she wasn't trying or things just came so easy or she would just be like, I just don't get it. (laughs) I want to do it. And I just, you know, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, but Chelsea was, Chelsea's driven and she's one that has her hands in a million things. And so she would want to do every sport. I, I remember once we were doing dance, gymnastics, and she wanted to play softball. And I did it, but I said, we're not doing that again. Cause that's what I said. We're doing too many things and I can't do it all anyway. But you know, so I always tell her if she, if a little bit comes in once in a while, I'll say, we did do a lot with you. <laughs> so, but I think having this level of an athlete too, like I look at Grace McCallum's parents and they just had a new baby. And I don't, I think it was kind of, they're older and I think they just kind of, it just kind of happened. But anyway, they've got like another child that's in college and then they got Grace now in college. And I think, how does she do that with seven kids and driving them around? And we did the, um, uh, what, what was it? Um, uh, Hoda show. And we were all on zoom and she was in her car and had a child in the back. I'm like, I couldn't do that. It took everything I did to get Michaela through this. And I could not have, luckily I, the other kids weren't around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, how a parent mm-hmm. does that. Plus it's huge financial and, you know, just a lot of dedication. And I don't know, maybe some of them didn't have to do everything I did because I worked at the gym and I also, I also helped run the meets and that was a big commitment. And I don't know, but it just seemed like a lot. So, but anyway, my son has made a few comments here and there too. And her other sister, Katie, that's the one that's next above her, I think really had a lot of jealousy because Michaela would say to her, I'm better than you. (laughs) She was, you know, but you don't say that. I'm like, Michaela, don't say that. Katie had to work work harder for things. She didn't come natural for her. Well, uh, Rowie and I totally understand it because we're both older siblings to gold medalists in the Olympics. And so we totally understand it all. But I do think that the younger sibling does have an advantage. And my sister Mm -hmm. and Rowie's sister also will say that it was always trying to keep up with us. Like that's what pushed them. Mm -hmm. And so they do, like my sister all the time says, oh, when people say, you know, what do you give your success to? And, you know, of course it's got a bunch of things, but she she always says a huge part of it was my older sister because we were both ski racing and that was trying to keep up with her. So even though, you know, Chelsea and the other siblings don't have that silver medal or the success that Michaela had, they do have it still. And I do feel like that. And I know Rowie does too. Like, yeah. I feel like those, all of my sister's medals are partly mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Even though a, I don't have them. Totally. Yeah. It's such a team effort. And like you said, your whole family had to sacrifice. Right. And I know like I, I, how I got connected with you guys is because I know Chelsea and I know right. the joy that she feels now, like the satisfaction yeah. of watching that whole journey. It's just the yeah. coolest thing. And it was kind of similar. My little sister never had an Olympic gold medal dream. I had that dream. Um, And I I, like very, very similar. And it just kind of happened for her. You know, Mm -hmm. it just kind of, it was never planned. It just kind of fell in her lap in a way that route. Yeah. But it would have never happened if the oldest sisters didn't have that dream. I guess so, right? Michaela wouldn't be in gymnastics. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, it's totally So it's all, it's all. It's the way it's supposed to be meant to be, I guess. 
Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And just listening to you um, speak about, you know, your belief in your daughter when other people doubted, I, the more I hear the stories of champions, the, the more I just think like, gosh, we can do so many things wrong as parents, like all of us do, right? Mistakes right. all the time. But the greatest gift we can give them is this gift of belief. Well, you have raised an amazing an amazing human, not just because of her accolades, but just she is so like you said, she is the sweetest. We had such a good interview with her. I totally 100% to my core believe she's going to inspire so many people for so many reasons and not just in gymnastics, but in so many sports. So um, good job, mama. (laughs) And thanks. Yeah, who know would it ever come to all this? It's crazy. So, so crazy. (laughs) So cool, though. Must be so fun watching the Olympics now because Tokyo was just like last year. Like, I know, I know. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I know a lot of people aren't, a lot of my friends aren't watching because they don't want to, because of the whole thing with China, you know? Yeah. And so they're not watching, but I'm watching and I'm filling them all in. I'm like, "Uh, this is really good. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love watching. And I don't understand a lot of the skiing. Like, Michaela Schifron's in so many events. I'm like, how does that? Does she qualify for all those or? Yeah. So my sister, so Rowie and I ski raced actually for the University of Utah. And so we grew up skiing. Rowie went to the Olympics and ski racing. And my sister has all of her medals in the Olympics. So we can, if you ever have any questions, we can help you with all the ski questions. But yeah, you can. There's a lot of them. You can do all the events. You just have to be good enough. And she is, which is why she is able to ski in all of them. But it is hard. It's not easy to do. I figured she had to be good enough, but yeah. Yeah. They're like, they have like it's weird because like in the snowboarding they get all these chances and then they take the best score but in the things that she's doing it's one chance well it's so by it's time different. i think it's because time versus judging i oh, think that's mm-hmm. part of it the yeah. judging thing okay that makes sense but it's yeah, not like I all felt bad for yeah and i was thinking about that last night too with ski racing but then also your start number makes a big difference and course conditions make a big difference so yes. if you only take the fastest time it's not fair to the person True. who starts 30th as opposed to first so it's all yeah well it seems it's like fascinating and yeah fun. the weather even changes like they're saying things up there and mm-hmm. to tell the ones that are coming down and i said wow that's really really interesting how that all works that's the hardest part in ski racing where you, you feel like you get gypped sometimes when because yeah. it can change really fast. And if you didn't go first or you went, mm-hmm. whatever place you're in doesn't always work. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I noticed last night, Michaela went, I, I guess they said she kind of just took it easy, but she made the top 10. I don't think mm-hmm. she was, they just needed to get her back in it so she could think she could do it, you know? I yeah, that's not that's not her best event anyway. So anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah. But at least she got yeah. her confidence back. Yeah, exactly. I know. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she she's is. an amazing one. Is she like one of the best ones that's ever been, or what? Yeah, she's the goat. Her that's and her and Lindsay Vaughn and Julia Mancuso, my sister. <laughs> oh, and your sister. Wow. Yeah. 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 Lindsay Vaughn struggled there yeah. at the end, didn't she? When she couldn't do it anymore. It's hard. It's your, it's your identity. You know, those ski, those ski racers, Mm -hmm. they ski for a long time. My sister did it until she was 30. Yeah. They're older. It's a, becomes like, you don't know any different, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I know on Michaela for her, for gymnastics, hers has gone on 20 years, which is long for gymnastics. Mm -hmm. So it does, it becomes your identity. And like, look at Sean White last night too. Like he Mm -hmm. didn't, he placed fourth and 
he's older and yeah, it's when it's your last time, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I think for Michaela though, she was ready to be done and we were all ready to be done. So we didn't have that feeling like a lot of athletes do when they retire. Like Mm -hmm. we're just grateful for what happened and we're just ready to move on, (laughs) you know? So I was glad because a lot of the athletes, I know they just, they're depressed. They can't function for a while. And Michaela didn't have that. She was just ready to move on to the next thing, you know? So that was good. We're really excited to see what, what she's, what she's going to be up to in the next couple of years. She's... I know. So am I. <laughs> yeah, she's a she is yeah, a I know. She's been, did she tell you she's going to be doing the ninja thing? Oh, she told us that she wanted to. That's awesome. Well, I guess they're going to have a couple's one and they're going to have her and Jonas do it. And then I think oh. he's going to do his own too. Oh, I So now she's training for it. It's funny. Oh, so can you funny. imagine those two, the big tall one and the little one? That's going to be interesting. <laughs> I didn't even know they had couples. I wonder if it's something new they're doing. Yeah, people love that show. So probably they're like, how else can we get viewers? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. And we're really grateful and congratulations. Such an amazing, amazing career. I hope I did. Okay. You're awesome.